and welcome to another episode of Daily American Presses Chatting with Abby. Today, I have a very special guest, and we're going to be talking about the verdict of the Depp Heard trial. Guest is Daniel from Twitter. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Yes, very good. Uh, this is exciting. First time yeah. on the podcast. So. Yes, I am really excited to have you. So for those who are not completely up on everything, um, the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard trial has been going on for the past six weeks. Johnny Depp sued Amber Heard for defamation. Basically, she uh, accused him publicly, uh, particularly in a Washington Post op-ed, of really horrific physical and sexual abuse so he sued her for defamation and uh just yesterday the jury found in his favor on all of his counts and awarded him 10 million dollars in compensatory damages and five million dollars in punitive damages which due to Virginia law gets cut down to 350,000 impunitive damages. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. And then they also awarded Amber 2 million on one particular count saying that also Johnny defamed her. So that's kind of the overview. Daniel, what are your thoughts about all this? Just off the top. Uh, my thoughts are that, uh, you know, I supported Johnny from, you know, from watching the trial in the course of things, but I thought that the compromise verdict was actually really smart by the jury. I don't know if it was intentional or not, uh, but I thought that it was a good idea to give Amber a little win. Just Why so is that, that? What's your thought process to, on that? Um, my thought process is that uh, if, she, if she had a complete loss, right, it would be, uh, she would get to, to do the whole, uh, I'm such a victim. I lost. And mm. the, world is again and she's still doing that but now it rings more hollow mm-hmm. it uh, does yeah and so i figured that that's that's kind of important because now you get to see even the people who weren't uh paying as much attention get to see how uh how awful she really is <laughs> mm-hmm. i want to talk about that a little bit more in a minute but um I want to talk a little bit about the specifics of the verdict, because uh, I, I know when it first came out, I was really confused about some aspects. So I have heard some lawyers, uh, some of the commentary that I was listening to say uh, two things about the two million that Amber got. One, agreeing with you that it was a good idea by the jury, uh, in part because it inoculates uh, in some ways against appeal. Now, w- I saw some reports this morning that Amber is going to try to appeal, but her avenues for appeal are severely limited if she actually won something. So, um, but the other the other interesting thing is that there's a really good chance that there was one pro-Amber juror and that that two million was what's called a horse trade to get that person across the finish line. What do you think about the possibility of that? I think both of those are probably accurate, Ex- very accurate. I would say that there is probably somebody who was, I don't know if they're pro Amber or if they were just uncomfortable with the situation of 
you know, a female alleging abuse and then not getting anything about it. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, you, if you listen to the closing statements, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, ben Rottenborn made the whole, it's not just about her. It's about all victims uh, mm -hmm. speech, which he wasn't supposed to give, but he got to anyway. Um, and that, he uh and so i think that that might have resonated with one of the jurors it's uh, very possible it's worth noting so, that, that the specific one amber one on um so there i think there were three statements is that correct do you think yeah there was three statements uh all made by uh johnny depp's attorney in oh, i don't i can never remember the the newspaper that he, that they uh, that it was in um, but uh, yeah I found the one the one statement that they found interesting yeah basically two, two of them were um, where he was saying she was committing a hoax with regards to her abuse and and those are the ones Amber lost on but the one that she won on um, she was accused of committing a hoax vis-a-vis -vis the police and I think that they disagreed they agreed that she lied about the abuse, but they didn't agree kind of in the way that she was accused of lying in that particular scenario. Does that seem fair to you? Well, it was the one that was on its face actually false compared to the uh, the evidence that they got in trial. Right. There was some body cam footage from the police officers involved right. that suggested that wasn't quite, quite right. Right. Which Adam Wallman wouldn't have had. So, right right you know the the malice statement i you probably would disagree with but mm -hmm. yeah and for those who don't know in order to prove defamation you have to prove a that the the, the statement is false b that the person knew the statement was false and c that they stated it anyway with actual malice and so those last two are a little bit questionable on this yeah which, which yeah if amber heard does appeal uh johnny can counter appeal yeah <laughs> and uh, there's a chance he could win on a couple of things i mean yeah. not a high chance but a higher chance than for her yeah i think appeal is which... a really bad idea for her which kind of brings me to a question a lot of people have been saying across the internet that that they thought Amber's liars were complete trash. Do you agree with that? Uh, what do you mean? That just that they were, you know, really, really bad at their jobs, just completely oh. incompetent lawyers. Oh, no, I, I think that they were probably competent lawyers, um, especially uh, Ben Rottenborn, I think, was, mm -hmm. was a very good lawyer. And um, uh, her other lawyer, Elaine, um, uh, what's her last name? Uh, Britta Hoff. Britta Hoff, yeah. Uh, she was a, a competent lawyer, but I would guess that she doesn't have much trial experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of people don't know. A lot of lawyers, or all lawyers, uh, tend to specialize. And so these are civil lawyers, and oftentimes civil suits never make it to trial. So a lot of even really good, really high-level civil lawyers don't actually spend a lot of time in trial, don't actually have a ton of trial experience a lot of the time. Right. Where Johnny, 
And from what I heard, Amber Heard's team was all Virginia lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, Johnny Depp's team got to be a kind of a super team that, from people all over the country. Yeah. Uh, Camilo Vasquez is a California lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, ben Chu is a New York lawyer. So he kind of got his pick from around the country and another lawyer to just sign him in as a Virginia uh, mm-hmm. temporary. Uh, yeah. Which gave him uh, a little bit of a better chance than for her because he gets whoever he wants. <laughs> right. I, I, I've heard some people say basically that this was a really, really interesting trial in the sense that you had two very, very rich people who could basically afford the best money you could buy. You could make probably make an argument that, that Johnny could afford a little bit better, um, especially since he actually had a case and um, could be a little bit harder to uh, find a great team if you don't have a case. But we saw kind of the best of the best going at it with the, with the most resources. Right. Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with that but also um because well i would say that every time amber changed uh uh law firms because she went through several over the yeah. course of uh of her litigations uh she went through i think three different uh different law firms uh eventually ending with uh Britta hoff and uh ben rottenborn uh but Johnny Depp, on the other hand, pretty much stayed with Brown Rudnick mm-hmm. throughout all the years that he was suing people, which, uh, you know, a level of that work, even if you switch, um, even if you switch law firms, they get all the paperwork from your last law firm, but working with the same group of people for six years. They know you. They know how you act on the stand. They know your case. They know your people. Exactly. You have a level of experience there. I think which speaks to Amber's character. If you have kind of a history of not being able to maintain a relationship with a law firm, like what does that say about you? <laughs> you're not supposed to get, uh, um, you know, you're not you're not supposed to draw any inferences from that. But right, there's there's inferences that come yeah. from that that are pretty easy um, to make. Yes. It's really interesting the difference between the the court court and all the rules involved in that and what you're allowed to consider and what you're not and what evidence is allowed and what's not uh, and what ways you're allowed to speak and and not. And and that's very strict to, to keep as much bias out as possible and as much unreliable evidence and testimony out as possible but in the court of public opinion everything's admissible you can look at everything um and it's really interesting to see how thoroughly the court of public opinion is on johnny's side yeah well i think with the extra evidence that uh we get as the court of mm-hmm. public opinion uh, it's so much more uh in favor of uh yeah. In favor of Johnny. I mean, there's probably a couple of things that could have gone in Amber's favor, but the vast, mm-hmm. vast majority of stuff that was kept out was kept out 
hurting Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of the lawyers I was watching specifically, and whenever I uh, reference lawyers, I've, I've <sighs> done research to that tends to be uh, legal bites on YouTube along with panels that she's had on her streams. So kind of groups of lawyers getting together and talking through these issues. And some of the, they were going through some of that evidence yesterday on the stream that wasn't allowed in the trial and kind of saying, this is why it didn't get in, that this is why it's a good thing it didn't get in, but also this is really damning evidence for Amber Heard, which is really interesting. Right. Um, but if, you know, if that stuff got in, then Amber Heard could have gotten all of her hearsay evidence in. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I told my friend who told her therapist, mm-hmm. who told uh, who told her husband, and so now I get to have all four people testify. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That I yeah. told them, uh, which we got a lot from her her therapists of well amber told me x y and z and i have no reason to disbelieve her and so johnny's obviously the abuser because i was told that (laughs) yeah and the reason for anyone who doesn't really understand that the reason hearsay is such a big deal is that anytime you have a primary source the person who is telling you the story is the person who saw it person who experienced it Um, that's going to be the most reliable evidence across the board whether that's in history whether that's in journalism primary source Uh, a courtroom doesn't like is a secondary source which is where somebody says you know so and so told me blah, blah 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 because then you start that game of telephone where there's that level of unreliability like, are you remembering correctly what this person told you that they might not even be, been remembering correctly? It just kind of adds all kinds of human error to the to the equation. Right. And there are exceptions. Um, mm-hmm. uh, medical notes and um, uh, and other such things where the person wrote it down as soon as they mm-hmm. as they heard it and there's, you know, and in a setting where they're not supposed to lie and stuff like that. Right. But uh, yeah. And that was all Amber Heard really had yeah. was because nobody ever saw Johnny Depp hit her or do anything except maybe raise his voice one or two times. And mm-hmm. so uh, all she had did. really was with her own word and people who believed her word and were willing to, to testify to it. Uh, and sometimes to lie about it right um and most of them weren't willing to show up to a courtroom and do it (laughs) which is incredibly interesting yeah yeah um yeah most of the most of amber heard's uh former friends because she doesn't seem to have any friends left somehow uh all appeared uh via video deposition Mm -hmm. so that's where you get uh, a lawyer from one side and a lawyer from other from the other uh, and you make the person appear uh, in either a court or an office or over video call uh, and and they make them appear in that room for Mm -hmm. um, any length of time that the court allows uh Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's two days or 
whatever and and they just do an interview for mm-hmm. that entire time and get information uh, under um, what's it called uh, under oath mm-hmm. uh, and so you uh, and and then sometimes if the person is unavailable to show up for court they can play uh, the video deposition in uh, uh, in substitute for uh, for them testifying live mm-hmm. but that makes it really boring <laughs> yeah. and also you yeah. don't you don't get information in the same way because yeah. uh, the way that because they have to edit it, but both sides get to edit it. It doesn't feel as raw, and it doesn't pack the same punch as a result. Yes. Um, and all of Amber Heard's uh, friends and former friends all chose mm-hmm. uh, to do video deposition and not come in. Yeah. Whereas Johnny Depp's friends either came into the courtroom flew flew from wherever in the world they were to virginia mm-hmm. to talk or um did it over a live link yes like zoom which is still it. not as great as being in the courtroom but it's still better than a video deposition because it's in real time right um which you know the jury gets into the instruction that says you're not supposed to draw anything from that but it's definitely interesting to us that yeah. we're uh, that um, that none of Amber Heard's friends were willing to show up live in yeah. any way, uh, probably because they knew they were lying and <laughs> and didn't want to do it live. Yeah, <laughs> this trial was super duper interesting because it's it's one of the first super high profile trials that has been completely live streamed um we've started to see this more in recent days it it's kind of a running joke that courtroom technology takes a really long time to catch up with the rest of the world but we're kind of in an interesting time in our culture where we can actually kind of really participate in this system in by you know watching it and watching the commentary and watching how it works and i think a lot of people suddenly have access to all of this legal knowledge that they just didn't before i'd agree with that uh there's actually a youtube video of uh, judge Yaskarati going over uh, who is the judge in this trial going over technology in the courtroom yeah it's very uh, it was going viral a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah. I, I think there that. are a couple directions that this could go because there's a lot of concerns of um, public interaction, uh, potential interference in in trials. And I think that there's a possibility that as a society, you know, we move to, you know, trials are public all the time and, and it's just more of a normal thing. Or we might end up losing this privilege and we might only have it for a little while until the people who are really concerned about it end up shutting it down. Do you have an opinion on what direction that might go? Um, so, I mean, it's written in, uh, uh, in, I believe the Bill of Rights that you have the right to a public trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but how public that is right now right. is up to the judge. Right. Uh, but 
if you got a um, an appellate court that decided that uh, things needed to uh, to be seen, I mean, right now, I, I would say that it's going into a more open direction. Right now, uh, every Supreme Court case is recorded. It's not video, but it's uh, recorded mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to it the same day. And I believe the Ninth Circuit Court doing uh, all of their appellate work uh, yeah. on video. So uh, I would I would say that it, as of right now, it's going in a more open direction. But okay. could that uh, be reversed? Obviously, it could. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen but also i mean there's a lot of trials that uh that aren't recorded and they the judge tries to make it as not uh not open as possible right uh going so far as to not let the press in at some points i've heard yeah so the glenn maxwell trial was an example (laughs) of that where the courtroom was completely dark no live streams yeah but, I mean, in that one's credit, at least reporters were allowed in. I, mm-hmm. I've heard of, yeah. uh, especially in, like, divorce court, mm. uh, they won't even let uh, let reporters in, which, I mean, divorce court's not something that I have an interest in, but right. you still have the right to a public trial. Right. Um, so. Yeah. so here's the, here's the big question. Um Many women could tell their story, and even just on the strength of their testimony, they, you know, no one was there to see it. They had no secondary witness. You would still believe them because it sounds sincere. Like a lot of women are, are able to tell them their stories, and they sound sincere. What is your kind of take on? Amber's testimony and why the majority of people just didn't find it to be compelling. Um, the reason that I think that, uh, well, I think that it was a, um, it was kind of many things put together. I don't think there was one reason that, that she wasn't believed, but it was, I mean, the bad acting was mm-hmm. was definitely there uh the implausible story mm-hmm. uh i mean you know the being dragged barefoot through broken glass and then walking downstairs and getting coffee the next day mm-hmm. um that's just it's impossible uh, um the uh um you know the obvious getting caught in in very easy and obvious lies Mm -hmm. Um, because she wasn't just able to lie about the big stuff. She would make little lies that that probably wouldn't have done anything except hurt her credibility when she gets caught in them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the most important uh, pieces of video that was played was her uh, when they got uh, to impeach her. Uh, show an inconsistent statement and show her video deposition where she, 
she's rolling her eyes and mm -hmm. making snide comments to the um to the lawyers and you know generally acting dismissive of a recording where she's hitting uh johnny depp and mm. smiling and and that brought back and looking like it brought back brought back pl pleasant memories of mm. of hitting the strangest reactions in court as well yeah yeah i would say that um the smiles the smiles were so weird when her sister was testifying and the sister testified to the one the one time Amber hit her and uh, and then it yeah. cut to uh, Amber and she's smiling and and like like she's having a pleasant memory of, of beating her sister up yeah really um, strange stuff there I would say that that, that all hurt her because mm -hmm. um you, you know, when you're in trial, you shouldn't look like you're happy that you hit your sister or your or your husband. Right. Do you think that Amber is completely, completely lying? Or do you think that she's so um, mentally unstable that on some level she believes her story? I believe that she thinks... She thinks someone has abused her. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, from testimony, I think that her dad probably did. Um, I was listening to a different lawyer. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Barnes. He's a, a famous-ish lawyer on, on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. And he said um, what he thought she was doing was projecting a past abuser placing them with Johnny Depp. Interesting. Uh, which I found very, to be a very interesting idea, whether it was her father or something that happened to her when she was getting her start in Hollywood. Right. And, um, and she met with, you know, some producer or something who did something to her at certain points in her life. And then she took all the bad memories that she's ever or bad experiences that she's ever had both physically and sexually mm. and projected them onto Johnny Depp that's a really interesting take um, and 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 adding to that some lying mm -hmm. this is this is another reason why I am satisfied with the with the verdict and how things have been awarded, because if Johnny had gotten his way and gotten the entire 50 million, he asked for it. Um, you know, Amber really needs some help and whether she will actually admit that or actually go get it is a completely other thing. But as things stand, I think she's going to be completely capable of, of being able to afford to get that help. If that's, and, and I, I do hope that for her. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's possible that she could get the help that she needs. Um, I think that uh, it'll be very interesting to see. She just bought a, a house in the middle of the California desert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of away from everybody. Um, yeah. And with her, um, her personality, 
Uh, I'm not sh sure if that's going to be helpful or hurtful or what, but it'll be very interesting because yeah. uh, she, according to uh, the psych, the psychiatrist, mm. uh, she, uh, you know, she has this need for attention. Mm. And if she's not around anybody, where is she going to get the attention? But maybe that'll yeah. be helpful. And yeah. Along with therapy and all the other things that uh, that she that she, that could get her, uh, you know, able to function in society. Because mm -hmm. yeah. right now, I think I think that um, she has an inability to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she disconnect from reality potentially. Um, and that's generous, uh, or just a, a real wickedness about her um, compulsive lying and narcissism and all that. It's, it's difficult, difficult to say. That. Well, do you have any final thoughts, Daniel, before we wrap up? Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, so um, it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, why don't you read out your Twitter handle for anybody so they can go follow you if they're not doing that already? Uh, let's see. The at is uh, DRMC0628. I changed the name often enough that it's hard to remember what what I choose. So I'm sure if you search that, you'll find me on Twitter. All right. <laughs> and uh, if anyone's listening to this from Twitter, I'll have him tagged if you didn't catch the numbers and letters. Go follow Daniel. He's a really cool follow. And uh, I will see y'all on Twitter. All right. Have a good one, Daniel. All right. Bye. Bye.